What's up, Homer Maniacs, and welcome to the very first Homer's episode of 2015. I'm Stephen A. Turner, joined in the studio by Mr. Brandon Ward. Gorilla style. And Mr. Clark had to take the week off due to some, some sickness or whatnot, right on the eve of the biggest game uh, uh, you could think of in, in town as far as Owensboro and Apollo goes. We'll have that uh, break down a little bit for you later in the program. We'll Some have, Apollo fans might say it Clark scared. He, he might be. I don't know that. I don't know that I would say that because I might. Maybe I'm kind of scared of what might happen tonight. But uh, let's talk about uh, Owensboro Catholic Davis County tonight. It's, it's the ninth district uh, Friday night. We can't wait to break it down. We're gonna we're gonna try to bring you up to speed on what happened on all the holiday tournaments across the area. I did a little top ten of my own today, so we'll see how that turns out. Uh, maybe the first time I've ever done that. So uh, we got a lot of action to get into. So let's go ahead and kick things off with those Owensboro Red Devils. Sunshine and shadow from darkness till noon over mountains that reach from the sky to the moon. A man with a dream that will never let go keeps searching to find El Dorado. The Owensboro Red Devils take home the El Dorado tournament, the holiday tournament. Let's go ahead and run down the stats from the games. Glacier, Illinois, went down to defeat the Owensboro, 94-34. Darian Morrow goes for 24. Douglas goes for 14. Sanford with 12. Actual El Dorado themselves go down 94-43 to in what wasn't really a gunfight there. No. Justin Miller goes for 24. Eric Common, 16. Dylan Sanford, 13. Darren Morrow, 10. Moving on now to Frankfurt is a tight one there. 65-62. Owensboro gets the win. Justin Miller goes for 21-6. Hallman, 20-10. Morrow, 13. Finish it off with the title game as the, as the Owensboro Red Devils defeats Harrisburg, 67-61, with Eric Hallman going for 18. Justin Miller going for 17. Yeah, huge week uh, for OHS. They bounced back nicely from a little bit of a disappointment. I say they showed well in the King of the Bluegrass. They just didn't finish well. And then they go up to El Dorado, I think, whatever it is. It's El Dorado sounds better. I love the uh, the theme music there. I think F-I-L Dorado is the correct term now since they took it home. They just kind of yeah went up there and owned it. I think they dethroned Harrisburg for the first time in four years. Harrisburg is the reigning 2A state champions in Illinois, so it's a big win for them. I know when they started this tournament, I was kind of questioning it a little bit, like what in the world are they doing playing in this tournament? Uh, Galatia, I don't think Holman and Miller even – I think they both had two minutes apiece. Is that that wrestler from WCW? <laughs> Glacia. Yeah. And then uh, Morrow had 22 points in the first quarter. I think the JV team probably could have beat Glacia. El Dorado, uh, you know, they weren't much of a test either. Miller and Holman kind of went off in that game. They do have an awesome theme song, though. They do. They kind of made the whole segment uh, worthwhile there. Uh, then they went up against West Frankfurt in a game that I did get to watch online. I went back and watched it later, streaming. And uh, 65-62, uh, Justin Miller was huge in this game. Uh, West Frankfurt had a really good-looking team. Uh, Owensboro kind of hit, hit their lulls, but they, they hung on and won. And later on in, in the night, uh, defeated Harrisburg. Like I say, that place, the environment in this place was ridiculous. I mean, I know the uh, tournament Apollo played in probably a little bit more prestigious. Even the King of the Bluegrass, a lot more prestigious. 
But the environment in this tournament looked like something you'd see even bigger than like a regional tournament atmosphere. It had the old school gym that was in the round and the seats were from the floor all the way to the ceiling and it was packed. I mean, there was over, I think there was over 3,000 fans in attendance there and it showed. And so for OHS to go from, from Owensboro, Kentucky and go up to El Dorado, Illinois and show them how we do it down here in the bluegrass and bring home the trophy, which is huge, by the way. I think it was bigger than the Andre Giant Memorial Battle Royal Trophy. <laughs> that thing was like six feet tall. It stood up right next to Hallman. So uh, it's a good accomplishment for the Red Devils. I think I no- the thing I noticed from running down the stats was, of course, you got the Twin Towers of Hallman and Miller. It's always going to be there with almost double-doubles every night. The thing we were questioning coming into this season, who's going to be the next guy to step up? And Darian Morrow just continues what he did at the uh, regional tournament. We thought he was the MVP that really helped him get to Rupp last year. And then Dylan Sanford looks like he's got the uh, shooting range on touch this year. Yeah, you get into their role players. And that's the right now, I mean, we're going to talk about it, but right now that's what's setting Owensboro apart from the other schools, especially Apollo, who we thought would be their number one competition. No one. Is really taking on that role for Apollo, whereas multiple guys are taking on that role for OHS. And not even mention the fact that they played this tournament without Jacoby Harris, their point guard. They did get Arius Phillips back, uh, so it's kind of a trade-off there. But, uh, you know, to lose a guy like Jacoby, who had been playing well, kind of like we said, the X factor for this team, and that they lost him, and then to step right up and just replace him with somebody else, just keep right on rolling. You said it best. I mean, uh, Darian Morrow is, is, you know, the guy who – the X factor for this team, you know what you're going to get with Holman and Miller, but you, you look for another guy to step into a role and maybe push this team over to make them elite. And I think Darian Morrow may be that guy. Let's get to the OHS Hellboy of the Week. OHS Hellboy of the Week brought to you by Wendellas Canine Cafe and Spa, 727 Leachfield Road. Call 270-316-5324. I'm fireproof. You're not. And the winner's going to be the aforementioned Darian Morrow. I think that uh, he earned that award this week by being that guy, the guy you look to other than the Twin Towers. He had 22 points in the first quarter versus Galatia. I know Galatia is obviously not the greatest uh, measuring stick in the world, but still 22 points in a quarter. I don't care who you're playing. I don't even know how you get up and down the court that many times. So. It's very, very fitting that Mr. Morrow's the uh, Red Devil of the Week because he's an Apollo killer. He is. Uh, two years in running. Game-winning shot at OHS. Unfortunately for Apollo tonight, the game is at Apollo. So, uh, you know, Darian Morrow, we'll see how he does tonight. I'm sure we'll break that break that down more a little bit later. But let's get to the Owensboro Catholic Aces. The Catholic Aces started off the holiday with a win over Breck County, 54-51. Luke Payne with 14. Ed Carter with 11. Breck was led by Ben Miller with 16. Another win was followed as they beat Madisonville Southern, 61-60. Ed Carter with a double-double, 20-14. Luke Payne with 16. Luke Hayden with 14. And then a... We'll follow that up with a loss to UHA, 71-67, a loss to Todd Central, 63-59, and then end it with a win over Codwell County, 63-44. Yeah, you know, I thought Owensboro Catholic was starting to get over that hump. They'd won three straight. Uh, they, they played Breck here before they went down to the Meyer Classic in Bowling Green. Then they uh, they beat Madison Southern. That was their third straight victory. And I'm thinking, man, they're starting to turn the corner. Even without uh, Cam O'Brien, this team's starting to kind of put it together. Then they had a, a setback. I, I don't know if UH. I don't know what's up with UHA. I know they spanked UHA in the OIT, and so did Apollo uh, fairly handily. Not a very good UHA team. And I don't know if they if UHA got somebody back from injury or what. But I'm guessing with it being this early in the season, at, they're in one of these games. One of those teams were missing. And somebody pretty important to throw I, the two scores off from that 
much. I agree that something's different. Something went wrong there. I don't know. And they, they scored seventy one points, which is a little ridiculous. I know one of their guys, the, the guys that's getting recruited by uh, Oklahoma State there, the point guard, he had thirty points in this game, so he had a really good, really good game for UHA. And then to lose to Todd Central, I think that's another game, another winnable game for Catholic. I think uh, Coach Hayden would agree there that you know you want to win those kind of games, and they just they're losing these games real close late. I know they're struggling at finishing games and hitting free throws down the stretch. But I think that shows uh, whenever you're losing late, I think that really shows that you're missing your point guard. Oh, yeah. This, you take away a Cameron O'Brien off any of these four uh, city teams, and it's going to hurt. I mean, it, it really is. It's going to sting. And he's one of their best players, if not their, the best player on Owensboro Catholic's team. Like we said with uh, Jacoby Harris going down, Catholic doesn't necessarily have the uh, players to come off the bench or to step up in their normal row like Morrow or even uh, the freshman Douglas for uh, Owensboro scoring in double digits in that tournament. What you have to tell yourself, though, if you're Owensboro Catholic, is uh, these games really just are just just look at it as a way of building your team for when it counts. I mean, I don't care if you only win five games. There's still an opportunity there to represent the third region in the state tournament. I don't care how many losses you have because you don't get eliminated. You go to district and you play that first game and everybody's zero and zero. And what, what this is doing for Owensboro Catholic is it's helping them find other guys to get game minutes. And, and by that time of year, uh, you get, maybe you get a Cam O'Brien back and then all of a sudden you have all these guys who have all these game minutes and they're ready to roll for the postseason. If you look at it realistically, Catholic just got – 75 percent of the roster back from football and the, the one player they did have for throughout football season was Campbell Brown and who got used right. to uh, coach Hayden and now they can't even use him that's exactly right and like and, and, and they have a brand new system on top of all that so we kind of expect them to start slow then you take away their best player and you, you really expect them to start slow and they're still not still not doing too bad sitting at six and seven considering what they've, that they've been up against so let's go ahead and get to the gambits ace of the week brought to you by saint maximilian kobe catholic book and give call 270-689-9485 Winner's going to be Mr. Ed Carter, Mr. Consistency for for Owensboro Catholic. I know, doctor. I know. I read the article uh, in in the paper on the Brett County game before they went down to uh, Bowling Green, and uh, that was her whole game plan. Breckenridge County's game plan was just to stop Ed Carter. So he's starting to draw that attention now from opposing teams. They must listen to the homers. They probably do because we we put him over pretty well and much deserved because Ed Carter is one of the more underrated players, if not the most underrated player in the region but i know there's another guy that might uh, have an argument with that and let's get to the davis county panthers so they, they took the week off there's there really not, not a whole lot to speak of but i do want to talk about one thing and that's that uh, even in the week off i think this team moved forward in the sense that you look back at the oit and they beat henderson county and you might you might think well henderson county had off like whatever henderson county just went up uh, to lexington and won probably the biggest tournament going on in the state last week uh, at lexington catholic and not only that, but they beat Whitesville. I mean, Whitesville. They beat Louisville Trinity in in the semifinal game, who is ranked number one. They're ranked nationally. So Henderson knocks them off. And you look back to just two weeks ago, and, and Davis County knocked them off. So uh, Davis County, right there, just shows you where they stack up with everybody around the around the area. And after this game, uh, people were saying they were surprised that Davis County got the win on Henderson. And my theory was, I don't think Davis County gets a lot of press or coverage. I don't think other teams really talk about them. And speaking of Mr. Underrated, Big Marsh Griff out there, I don't think he's one of the guys that get a, get talked about a lot and get game plan for, like you said, how Ed Carter was getting game plan for. I think people were just starting to wake up to uh, Marsh Griff. And also, Stuart Curry's came in and had looked like a totally different player from last year. He's improved his game dramatically. He's got that turnaround jump shot fadeaway that's just unstoppable with his height. 
yeah, me and Clark talked about it at length uh, uh, via text message back and forth, just talking about how Davis County can really beat anybody on any given night, which makes them dangerous. I mean, this t- this is a team that not only can represent the third region at state, because uh, I know a lot of people are thinking – you know, across the state, everybody's thinking OHS, shoe in. You get to March, all bets are off. And this is a team that can not only represent the third region of state, but can make noise at the state level, obviously, by beating a Henderson, who, in my opinion, Henderson, watching him, I watched him on the computer, and I got to watch some of these web streams and whatnot. Henderson's one of the better teams that I've seen this year. And for Davis County to have that win under the belt, that's a big uh, resume right there, I'd say. And a few calls go their way against Bowling Green. They get that win there. And uh, their defensive stopper, Hagen, wasn't even playing for that game no. against Bowling Green. So, I mean, you get him in the lineup, it might be a totally different game. Yeah, Davis County really, really uh, turned my head in the OIT. I know they turned a lot of heads. with, uh, Like you said, they beat uh, Henderson. They turn around and push Bowling Green. They should have won that Bowling Green game. Uh, personally, I thought they were the better team on the court that night. But Davis County took the week off. There won't be a Davis County player of the week because nobody played for Davis County. They'll be back in action tonight, and we'll get to that a little later on. But right now, let's get to the Apollo Eagles, who traveled up to the Tradition Bank Tournament at Lexington Catholic. Apollo Eagle with the win over Perry, Perry County Central, 68-63. Eli Wright goes for 25. Ben Moss, 13. Caleb Coombs with the double-double, 10-14. and 14. Picked up the loss against Boyle County, 76-54. Eli Wright, 25-9. and nine. Only scored in double figures for the Eagles that game. And they get the win over Casey County, 64-43. Caleb Coombs, another double-double, 20-10. and 10. Eli, 16 points, 6 rebounds, 8 assists, 4 steals, and a stat filler there. Nate Hopewell goes for 13. And then a loss against Louisville Manuel, 77-56. Eli goes for 24. Yeah, and you notice the games where they have success, uh, you can see the stat, you can see the double-figure scores across the board. And the games where they do not have success, there's no other scores in double figures other than Eli Wright. What you look at when you see Apollo is just great amount of inconsistency. That's what uh, Mr. Clark, since he's absent this week, it's what he's been saying all year talking about Apollo. He said he knows Eli's going to be the guy there. Eli can get you 30 points a game, but who else is going to step up? They're struggling to have, find a identity is what this team is. I uh, watched all their games on the computer. Uh, uh, sans the Casey County game, they didn't broadcast, so I didn't get to see that. But uh, – and it's probably one of their better games that they played. 64-43, tremendous. I mean, Caleb leads them in scoring. Eli is a great compliment. The stat that stands out to me in that game is Eli has eight assists. So, Apollo's just got to find their way. Offensively right now, they're really struggling. I mean, they're jacking up a lot of bad shots, a lot of threes, letting teams. I know Boyle County and Manuel both, they, were, they played very well in the first half, not taking a lot of bad shots letting Eli dictate, helping the other players on the team. He was facilitating everybody in the first half of those games. I think they trailed Boyle by two. They trailed Manuel by two. They end up coming out in both third quarters and just getting smashed in both. It was something like 30-8, to eight, uh, very similar in both games. The Boyle County and Louisville Manuel games just completely dominated in the third quarter. And in the fourth quarter, they bounced back and played them evenly or better so Apollo's just got to find a way to come out of the locker room better and find more consistency who's going to be the guys that step up I mean Wells has shown the ability to do it uh Caleb has shown ability to do it uh Coombs I think Caleb's proven that he's he's pretty much the second in command there I don't think he's really got much to prove he's putting up double double efforts yeah. pretty much consistently and did it last year as well the, the two I, the two I would think of it would be a Wells or a Cervant I, especially when those two are on the court together I think they make a lot of plays I didn't notice a lot of uh, jump shots being taken I noticed they were driving to the hole a lot more getting either uh, good passes to their teammates or foul shots when they were in the game together 
Yeah, I mean, it, it could be those guys. I know Caleb is probably, you're right, second in command for sure. But for Eli to be able to facilitate, I'm looking for like maybe a guard, somebody on the outside that can knock down some shots. I know they shoot a lot of threes. I don't know if they necessarily shoot the best threes. I don't see a lot of motion in their offense. It's just stagnant right now. And uh, tonight's game is is they're not going to get a break. I, I heard from somebody say, man, after that Louisville manual game, Apollo needs a little bit of a break. Well, guess what? They only have Owensboro tonight and then Hoptown tomorrow, who just won a big tournament uh, across the state somewhere else. They beat Knott County Central, who's ranked pretty high. Hoptown's legit, too. So uh, Apollo's schedule is difficult. Uh, it's hard for me to swallow because I really had higher expectations for this team, but you know, I have I have confidence that uh, Coach Barker will put it together, find a way. Right now, he's just trying to sort out who he can depend on. And right now, the only guy that's really standing out is Eli Wright. And you can always depend on Caleb Coombs to give you 110% effort. Other than that, man, somebody's got to step up and be a little bit more consistent here. Because if not, it's going to be a disappointing season for Apollo. Let's go ahead and get to our Apollo Creed Champion of the Week. Brought to you by Cobert Painting. Call 270-929-1044. This time you all will see the real Apollo Creed. The whole world's going to see the real Apollo Creed. Lightning fast and hard to catch. No playing, no jiving, just business. And the winner's going to be Eli Wright. He finally wins the award that he probably could win every week. So uh, he goes up there and shows out on a big stage, 25, 25, 16. The only game he scored under 20, he had stat line across the board that was just ridiculous with eight assists, and he comes out and scores 24 versus Manuel. I know Bluegrass Preps today. I'm on there, and people are talking about how this kid's overrated and how they don't understand how he's a how a D1 prospect's letting his team lose by 20, and it's just absurd. Those guys on Bluegrass Preps need to get, get with the program because this kid – I mean, he's not getting a whole lot of help here, let's be honest. I mean, he's getting double and triple teamed at times in these games. He's got to pass the ball. I mean, if the other, other kids aren't scoring, I mean, I'm sorry, but, I mean, there's no way this kid's overrated. He could compete one-on-one with anybody across the state. Much-deserved Eli Wright, Apollo Creed champion of the week. Let's go ahead and get to the uh, third region roundup. Not a whole lot of action around the third region roundup. A lot of teams took the week off. Uh, D.C., Meade, Hancock, McLean all took the week off. So let's get to Grayson County. Grayson County won games versus Campbellsville and Central Harden before falling to Elizabethtown in the championship of the Campbellsville Holiday Tournament. Cougars were led in scoring by the Talons of Gary and Cole Aldridge. Each averaged 13 points a game in the tournament. Davis County, Meade, Hancock, and McLean all took the weeks off. As was previously mentioned, Muhlenberg lost to Roland County and Boyd County before getting the win versus Ashland in the Ashland Holiday Tournament. Yeah, not a whole lot of action to talk about. We can talk about Grayson County, who represented pretty well. I mean, they they went to the they won one holiday tournament they were in. They went to the championship in the other. This is a team that's growing every week, uh, heading in the right direction, and just workhorses. You got Shellhart wasn't even mentioned. He's he's a good player now. Ackridge is starting to step up. I know it's another younger kid on the team starting to score a little bit. So they're starting to find some complimentary players, and always depend on the talents of Gary. <laughs> Had to find a way to get that in there. I mean, yeah, the kid's just consistent. I'm glad he's good at every sport because we got to use this sound effect a lot. <laughs> Absolutely, I mean, it's just it's it's definitely paid its worth. Uh, so Grayson County represents pretty well. Finishes out nine and three so far after the holiday tournaments, and they're ready to kick it into third region play. So we'll keep an eye on the Cougars going forward. And then you talk about Muhlenberg County, and they're, they're only sitting at six and six. But this is a team to me that's played. As tough as a schedule as Owensboro or Apollo, I mean, they're going to these. They're playing these heavy hitters, and it's not going to end. We'll get to the action. They're 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 having a big first security bank tournament over there this weekend. Not really a tournament, but it's more of a jamboree kind of thing where a lot of really good schools are coming through. And uh, Muhlenberg struggling a little bit. They lost. Uh, Jay, uh, 
the Terry kid's still not playing. I almost call him Jason Terry. <laughs> Jordan Terry's still not playing. Jet. <laughs> That's right. Not not the guy's been in the NBA for forty five years. Dude, not that, that guy. Dude, that LeBron dunked on and baptized that one time. <laughs> That's right. But uh, yeah, Muhlenberg County, Tony Hopper and company, they play this tough schedule, and this guy is a general. I mean, he knows what's up. He puts his team uh, versus the toughest test throughout the season and works with them all year. Then, you got, then you got the general on the floor as well. That's right. And he averaged, I think, averaged about 18 points in this tournament. Well, they didn't show the greatest. You know, Rowan County's really good. Boyd County's pretty good, too. And then they get a win over uh, winless Ashland. But uh, Hunter Offsinger is his name. <laughs> I didn't even mention him, but Hunter Offsinger is a, is a general, and and Tony Hopper and company they'll have Muhlenberg right there in the mix come March. When people hear the counts. when people hear the Eminem tunes, they know who we're talking about. Yeah, you got Slim Shady. Yeah, I know it's Slim Shady, but uh, that's gonna about wrap up our action uh, from all the holiday tournaments. Man, it was a lot of a lot of games across the board, and uh, I love holiday tournament time, but it it it'll take it out of you. And I'm ready to get the teams back here locally, pair, start pairing them up against each other, and we'll start see where these teams stack up, but. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a uh, quick commercial break, and when we come back, we'll uh, we'll get into the action from the weekend. Big games on Saturday, huge Regulators. games tonight, and then Regulators. I'm going to give a shot at the top ten since Clark's not here. I'm going to go ahead and take it over. So stay with us right here on the Homers. Got to be handy with the steel if you know what I mean. Earn your keep. Regulators. Mama. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon, Warmer G was on the streets, trying to consume some skirts for the E, so I can get some phones, rolling in my ride, chilling all alone. Just hit the east side of the LBC, on a mission trying to find Mr. Warren G, seen a car full of girls, ain't no need to tweet. Whether you want to paint it black and red, or Apollo Eagle Blue, be sure and contact our sponsor for Apollo High School Athletics, Colbert Painting, at 68 Colonial Court. Dial 270-929-1044. Who let the dogs out? Wendella's Canine Cafe on 727 Leachfield Road is the place to spoil your four-legged friends. With treats, clothing, cat and dog nail trims, and more. Ask about cat and dog kenneling and obedience classes. Contact Wendella's Canine Cafe at 270-316-5324. This is Stephen A. Turner, voice of the Owensboro Catholic Aces football team. We want to give a big shout-out to our Owensboro Catholic Athletic sponsor, St. Maximilian Colby Brook and Gift at 111 East 18th Street. Dial 270-689-9485. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home, it's always a slam dunk with the Vanover team at Greater Owensboro Realty. Contact them at 270-315-0354, where everything they touch turns to soap. To the first episode of the Homers in 2015, and right now we're going to get into it. The Stephen A. Turner top ten. Uh, it's just a cheap knockoff, cheap imitation of Mr. Clark's. Speaking uh, of uh, 
Speaking of cheap imitation knockoffs, you know how uh, we've been calling you Stephen B. Turner lately? We have, yeah. Uh, and we've been speculating that Frank Caliendo, because he follows us on Twitter, steals our stuff. Yeah, he does. He actually does a skit now called Stephen A. Uh, Smith versus Stephen B. Smith. Oh, wow. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> right. ESPN has a, has a... I mean, I don't I don't know. I don't want to brag or anything, but my gosh, it seems like every time we do something, you hear it like two weeks later on ESPN. But they use our Price is Right the dump dump they use that all the time now i don't know i don't know man but maybe we're maybe we're out there who knows maybe we're giving these people ideas if that's the case hey thank you <laughs> i love it uh imitation's a most sincere form of flattery right i guess is that, is that right yes sir <laughs> all right let's get into this top 10 go ahead and kick things off at number 10 this week uh, the muhlenberg county mustangs Set at six and six, it may be a little low for them because the schedule that they've played. You know, you really break down who they've played and who they've lost to, who they've beat and whatnot. Maybe as high as probably five on this poll as far as uh, strength of schedule. Uh, but the Mustangs, I'm gonna go ahead and stack them up at number ten, setting at six and six. Tony Hopper's club will be a factor well into March. Uh, we'll get up to number nine right now, and I'll go Hancock County Hornets at. Six and four. Uh, Hancock County took the week off last week, but they played pretty well. Uh, won a couple games in a holiday tournament uh, just before Christmas. So the Hancock County Hornets are still trying to find their identity. They lost a lot of seniors off this team last year. They still got our guy Ty Ogle, who who tells me every time I see him, he, he's going to light it up, and he's doing a pretty good job at keeping his Hornets in the top ten. Uh, but we'll move it up right now to number eight uh, with the Breckenridge County Cougars from Harned. I said Cougars. The Breckenridge County Tigers from Harned. Uh, they said it's six and five, uh, at number eight. I think it's a pretty good spot for them, considering they beat some teams in the region. They're kind of inconsistent, but they're much better than what I thought they would be. I think when we did our uh, previews, I don't even think you know me and Mr. Clark didn't have a whole lot of expectations uh, for this team. But Cody Mingus and uh, and company, uh, and I know Ben Miller stepped up versus Owensboro Catholic at sixteen, so they're starting to find some complementary players there, and they can compete in this region. And Breckenridge County, I think eight eight's right about where they should be. Uh, we'll move up now to number seven in a team that I think could turn some heads. I really do. As the season starts to go on under a new coach, uh, the McLean County Cougars, they set at six and four right now. And I think this is a pretty good spot for them. I, I've got them at, at number uh, seven on the poll. I think, I think it's a pretty solid spot. Uh, you know, they got Sam Miller, who's just coming back from injury. They've got a, a lot of kids on this squad uh, who are start, who can score on any, any, no, Will, Hudson. Will Hudson was averaging up to upwards of 20 points starting off the season. Yeah, I mean, you know, and they got a lot of good complimentary players on this team who can – anytime you've got three or four guys that can beat you on a given night, you're dangerous as far as I'm concerned. And I, McLean, I'm looking for McLean to get over that hump this year, get over the district hump because they've been – They've been in a really tough district with Ohio and, and Muhlenberg, perennial powerhouses. Ohio is really down this year. They've only won two games. They really struggled in the, their holiday tournaments. They've only, like I said, I think they're two and ten right now. The Ohio County Eagles. So this is a prime opportunity for McLean County to make a run and get themselves in that regional tournament that's been eluding them for so many years. But we'll bump it up right now to number six. Maybe a little high, but I still think their ceiling is high, is, is very high. I think their ceiling is, is top four, top three in this district. That's the Owensboro Catholic Aces. Uh, I've I got them low, six and seven, because they have a losing record right now, uh, sitting at number six on the pole. But I think uh, sky's the limit. They need to take best player for most any team in this region they're going to struggle a little bit yeah i mean owensboro and apollo is everybody's picks to win this region outright and i've seen catholic hang with both of them in games so mm-hmm. i mean i'm going to keep them on the top 10 too great point yeah and that's why i have them ranked ahead of the mcleans they did beat breckenridge head to head muhlenberg's of the world because i think their ceiling is they can compete with 
with these teams. I think they've proven it already, and they competed with Apollo without Camel Bryan. So, and they're a very well coached team, and Coach Hayden will have them uh, ready to roll come tournament time, and that's what counts. So, let's get into the top five right now. I think it's pretty clear cut. These top these five teams are the top five teams of the region. There's really no question at this point that these are your five best teams. Uh, heading into after the holiday tournament, heading into the second part of the season here. I'll start it off with the Grayson County Cougars, uh, led by Talons of Gary. <laughs> Had to say it. They're sitting at 9-3 and three on the season. They showed well. They won one holiday tournament and then uh, went down to, uh, where was it, uh, Campbellsville, went all the way to the championship game before succumbing to a very good Elizabethtown team. Elizabethtown's always got a good squad. Grayson County's sitting at 9-3. and three. They have some pretty good wins on the season. We'll see how they start to stack up as they start to play some of these regional teams, but I've got Grayson County at number five. Grayson County reminds me of that team in the NCAA tournament that – are full of upperclassmen that just know how to play winning basketball. They know they've played with each other for four years now, and they know what the other guy's thinking without having to tell them to. And I, it's one of those teams that if uh, if a team that, you know, they, they've got more talent runs into them. I mean, you've, you've, got, you've got schools that's got more talent than them, but they can still beat those schools because they've got the fundamentals. That's right. You better bring it. You better not sleep on uh, the Grayson County Cougars on any given night. They'll come out and shock you, but we'll move it up now. Number four on the pole, I've got the Apollo Eagles sitting at number four at eight and five. Uh, they have played a tough schedule. Some people may argue, well, they beat Davis County, and they did. They did beat Davis County. It's kind of ugly, but they in the game I thought Davis County should have won. Uh, I think this is about right for them. I mean, looking at the eye test right now, Apollo looks kind of lost. I mean, I watched them. I watched all their games up at Lexington. I watched a lot of their, all their games in the OIT. They're a team that can come out one night and look like the best team in this region. And then the very next night, they look like they could get beat by anybody. Uh, so they're really struggling to find consistency, struggling to find their way offensively. Talent is there, though, folks. I mean, this is this is a top-two team in, in this region talent-wise. It's just a matter of putting it together, and Coach Barker is one of the better coaches around the region, and I have no doubt that he will put it together. But for this week, I've got the Apollo Eagles sitting number four, the Evil Empire. We'll see how that goes going forward. There's a little bit of backstory behind that. So we'll see if they add a player. David Clark wasn't able to be at this recording. I'm sure he's listening at home loving this music right now. <laughs> That's me. I, I mean, I'm, I'm going to d- double the Evil Empire because, you know, everybody. I think the student section needs to get some Darth Vader shirts made. I up. think it's time to go ahead and embrace the role of the dark side for Apollo, especially if uh, if Trace gets approved to play. We'll see. That's a huge thing going forward. I mean, I'm not going to say this is the this is the Homer's podcast. They're not going to sit here and dodge it. Uh, if, if Apollo picks up Trace Young, I think it's a game changer. I mean, it really is. I mean, anytime you can add a D1 recruit, probably top four player in this region to a team that's already got Eli Wright, I mean, that's might, a game changer. You might have the top rated players in the 16 and 17 class in Kentucky on your team. On your that's team. pretty big. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, he's going for he's going to try to get a, approved to play, so we'll see how it all pans out. He's not going to play tonight, though. Uh, I, do, I do know that much, so... Uh, I'm going to leave Apollo at four. I think that's the right place for him. Let's go ahead and jump up to the top three. A team that I think three <laughs> yes. is a magic number. Since Clark didn't show up, we couldn't yes, get the, it is. the three point stance, the three point number. play. We couldn't get it in. So we had to get the, the music. I'd, I'd at least get the sound effect in. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and we're in the top three. So number three is the Davis County Panthers sitting at seven and three. They took the week off and moved up. In, in my mind, I think they surpassed Apollo just sitting at home this week. Uh, just because of the lasting impression that I got from them from the OIT. I mean, I watched this team play. They look crisp. They look really good. They let one get away versus Bowling Green that I really would have wished they would have finished uh, because the Panthers are, are for real. I mean, Stuart Curry uh, and the uh, 
Marshall Griffith both. I mean, those those cats are playing at a very, very, very high level. I know Owens Rule trounced them by twenty, but it was just that was just an odd game for me. I mean, I don't know if maybe Holman maybe Holman changes the game that much in this matchup, but I really think I'd like to see those two teams match up again. We'll see it later on down the road, uh, round two versus those two teams. But right now, I mean, Davis County's playing as good as basketball as anybody, in my opinion. I mean, they beat Henderson, who just beat Trinity. So, you know, this three might be low for the Panthers, as far as I'm concerned. So uh, I think they're in the right spot at three. But we'll move it up to number two now, to another team that took the week off. And you can't I – don't, I don't know how good this team is, to be honest. But I know for a, one thing, the, the record is 9-1. and one, and It's the Mead County Green Wave. You hear that? That's the Waves drowning their nine opponents that they face. Nine out of their ten opponents that they face this year have no lifeguard on duty at Green Wave games. The 50-year storm come, came and just drowned their opponents. And, you know, Meade County, I don't know that they're the, the second most talented team, but you can't argue with success. And 9-1, uh, and one, I, I got no beef in putting them at number two until somebody proves otherwise and they've got some wins in the region. So until some regional teams start knocking them off, I mean, you're going to have to leave the Green Wave up at the top of the pole. They're handling business like their name's Warchild. <laughs> that's That's right. So let's go ahead and get to the number one team. I think they've been number one all year to be the man. You got to beat the man. And around here, nobody's really beat them. And I think everybody knows who it is. The Owensboro Red Devils sitting at 10-2. I struggled a little bit in the King of the Bluegrass in between our last top ten poll. They struggled in like the fourth quarter. In the fourth let's, quarter. Let's make that correct. They That's looked right. awesome the three, first three quarters of those games. The last eight minutes of the game of Dawson and Wayne County they struggled. Other than that, they were phenomenal. Got a little touch of the uh, LeBron-itis from the finals against the Mavericks there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think they did. Uh, but then they went to El Dorado, home of or John Wayne. They didn't even ride a bus to El Dorado. As far, I think they all rode in on horseback up to El Dorado. And they didn't take buses. They, I'd love to see the Twin Towers ride in on horseback, horseback to the town. With the cowboy if, hat if that the happened, dusters. If that happened and we missed the photo opportunity, I apologize. <laughs> they just All they did was go up there and win four gunfights. We went up there and gunned down four men in the street and walked away with the biggest high school basketball trophy that I may have ever seen in my life. Yeah, it <laughs> so, definitely looked like it. So I was waiting at any point for some player from another team to come out and break it over their head because trophies that big have to be broken. That's the rule. I mean, I, you know, especially since El Dorado got a little salty on Twitter with us about not having a lot of sportsmanship. <laughs> I mean, come on. We're just having fun. If our boy Dylan Woodcock was there, he would have definitely broke the uh, trophy over their head and then switch in music to them. <laughs> That's right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Dylan Woodcock could uh, sweet chin music home. I don't think he can get his leg up that high. I don't know anybody could. I oh, know he had pretty deadly accuracy on that one that he kicked the cougar in right in the jaw. He did. He sure did. He sure did. But in all seriousness, this OHS team is for real, folks. I mean, I don't care. You take out the fourth quarter uh, in the King of the Bluegrass games, uh, and you talk about a Wayne County team that is very well respected, and a Doss team that I got to see firsthand. They whipped Apollo in that scrimmage. 80, I got it sitting right here, 80 to 44 in the scrimmage versus Apollo. And OHS went out and dominated them for three quarters, and then they just didn't finish. So uh, what that shows me, though, is that OHS can't compete on a state level because if they can compete against those two teams, they can beat anybody. So, uh, you know, this is a team that's not just good around here. They're good everywhere they're going to play. And uh, we mentioned that they struggled in the OIT a little bit, but also they – 
as we mentioned earlier, Jacoby Harris went down and yeah. that he went down that game and that and that they were looking a lot better before he went down. I mean, uh, even guys that are statewide writers like our boy Donald Yates was noticing they're putting out uh, look out for uh, Jacoby Harris kid from 2017 class. He's going to be one coming up and. I mean, you lose a guy like that and still be able to hang with teams that quality, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's that's a great point because they didn't have Arias in the King of the Bluegrass to step in to that role. I think Morrow probably had to shift to point guard, which is not his game at all. So, And they were still beating Wayne County by 20-some points with the loss. I mean, you know, so this is a team, folks, that going forward is just is going to make noise statewide. It just is what it is. They're good. It's a fact of the matter. And we'll get to see them in action again. Before we get to – Tonight's games, I want to go ahead, because there's some big ones tonight. I want to preview the action from Saturday before we get out of here. I know it's a short show today. Uh, a lot, you know, without Clark here to talk. I mean, it just takes away about 20 minutes off the show. <laughs> no, but, uh, but anybody that knows him <laughs> knows that joke. That's right. We love you, Dave. Uh, we get the Saturday's action real quick here. Ohio County will be at Caverna. It's at Central Harden. They're having a little jamboree thing up there. That's another tough game for the Eagles. Uh, they have been off to a rough, rough start, and they lost their best player in Trace Young. Um, but they're still, you know, they're putting together. Coach Briggins is a, is a very good coach, and even even though they're, I, I expect them to struggle throughout the season, he will get that program right. They have the right guy for the job over there. I have no doubt about that. Uh, McLean's at Grayson on Saturday, and then Davis County travels over to our good friends over at uh, Hancock County. So that that'll be a good atmosphere because we we've been over there ourselves, and that that gym will be rocking because they know that the Panthers are a really good team. And they want to show what they can do against a very good Davis County team. So that's a good game over there at, at Hancock county versus uh, davis county and then uh first security bank is, is hosting a new year's bash at, at muhlenberg county high school this thing is 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 pretty good i mean there's a lot of good teams in this ohs will play bowling green at four on saturday which we just saw bowling green knock off apollo and davis county inside the ninth district in the oit so now ohs gets a shot at them please I, beat them purples that's right that's right somebody's got to beat them we can't let bowling green come in here and, and take everything uh, and then at six o'clock, Apollo will play Hoptown, who probably a top five team in the state in Hoptown. I know they they got all the kids, a lot of transfers from University Heights, a lot of the top uh, players from that school, and they put them on this Hoptown team who was already pretty good. And Apollo's uh, got their work cut out for them this weekend between Friday and Saturday's games. Two of the best teams in the state in OHS and Hoptown. I admire uh, Coach Barker's scheduling because uh, he plays one of the toughest ones in the state. Uh, so then you move on and you get nightcap and Muhlenberg, the host, they'll play uh, Holmes. Uh, Kevington Holmes is coming in. They'll, that'll be at eight o'clock. So fighting I mean, Sherlock's. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so if you if you're sitting if you're sitting around on Saturday, you're not doing anything. You can literally go over to Muhlenberg County at about three o'clock, uh, eat nachos and popcorn and coke all day, and watch six really really good basketball teams just battle it out for about you know, what, six, seven hours worth of awesome high school basketball. So that's a, that's a pretty good Saturday uh, worth of action over in Muhlenberg County. Have about 10 NCAA players on that floor that day. Absolutely, yeah. And I, you may not you may be joined by some NCAA coaches. I know Saturday is a big day for NCAA basketball, but if any of them have a day off or can get an assistant coach down there, there will be people in the stands for these games. So, uh, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great atmosphere over over Muhlenberg County this weekend. They also have games tonight. I'll go ahead and get into tonight's action. Uh, Muhlenberg County is facing Not Central tonight, which Not Central is a top three four team in the state. Uh, I know they just played uh, Hoptown, who's playing Apollo on Saturday, and that was an epic battle. I mean, it went right down to the wire. So Not County, they have a kid on there, Cam Justice. If you're getting out of those games, keep an eye on this kid. He committed to Tennessee verbally. Uh, rescinded his commitment. Now he's going to Vanderbilt. I watched this kid play last year. 
phenomenal, phenomenal talent for not central. So Muhlenberg County, they're just they're just saying bring it on. I mean, you know, they, they schedule homes and, and not central over the weekend after just getting back from a very, very brutal holiday tournament run. So hats off to Tony Opper and company over there. And and then uh the the earlier game we'll, we'll see Henderson and Barstown in a game where Barstown was ranked pretty they were ranked I think nineteenth when OHS slaughtered them. And then uh, they're, they're facing a Henderson team that just won the Tradition Bank. So, like I say, over in Muhlenberg County between tonight and Saturday, the who's who of teams across the state of Kentucky will be in action. So if you if you want to get out and you're over in Muhlenberg County, be sure and check it out because this action is top-notch. Uh, we'll get across some other games across the uh, third region, Edmondson County at Butler County. Uh, you got Edmondson County coming all the way down, making the trip down from Edmonton, Alberta. Uh, to face uh, a Butler County team who I haven't heard from in a little while, we'll see how that how that goes. That's a that's a game that has some uh, third region implications, I guess you could say. Do the sharpshooters have to go over the mountain to get there <laughs> to see what they? I think Butler County might be the ones waiting there to maul somebody with a, maybe a bear, a black bear. Uh, we'll move it on now. Cloverport. Uh, hopefully Nick Smith's back in action. I know he was under the weather, missed a couple games. Uh, I expect him to be back on the court versus Breckenridge County. It's an interesting game. Anytime you got Nick Smith, you've got a puncher's chance to kick and drop sixty on you in, the, in a given night. So, and that's at uh, Cloverport Gym. So that'll be a that'll be a nice atmosphere for uh, the Tigers from Harned making the trip over to Cloverport. Can we just add how uh, how many Nick Smith can drop on you like we used to do with Brandon Whedon on the Displaced Diehards? It started with fifty and now it's sixty. Next next week it'll be seventy three. He could break Wilt Chamberlain's single game record record at 100 in a couple weeks once he gets his legs under him after that sickness but uh we'll move it on to getting fighting shape first <laughs> right we'll move it on to the barn the aluminum sound palace our good friends out in whitesville trinity i every time i mention louisville trinity i try to mention whitesville trinity on accident because how much just, we love whitesville I love them so much they're in my heart uh whitesville trinity raiders will play host to the grayson county cougars in a game with a with a lot of uh uh, third region implications. You know, Grayson County sitting at number five on our poll. Whitesville Trinity will battle you. I know that. They, and no lack of heart on this team. So anytime you go over there, you better be ready to play because it's a raucous atmosphere in the Aluminum Sound Palace at uh, Whitesville Trinity. One thing I learned from the uh, Whitesville Trinity Apollo game is don't let that little shooter that they got on Whitesville <laughs> Trinity get any days any daylight because he will hang threes on you yeah. all night. He don't even hesitate. He's just jacking them. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. So keep your eyes on that game, folks. But uh, we'll get to the uh, main event and the co-main event, I guess you could say, tonight in ninth district's action as far as Owensboro teams go. And you got Davis County uh, traveling to the Sports Center to play Owensboro Catholic in a in a game where last year a lot of people thought, hey, you know, Davis County's the third best team, Catholic's the fourth best team. Whoever wins that number one seed is going to get Catholic in the first game. And guess what? Catholic said not so fast. They just went out and beat Davis County twice last year uh, in district action. So we'll see how that uh, that plays out. I think right now, obviously, Davis County is is the better team. Just you know, at the eye test. But in a district action, you just throw it all out the window. Throw logic out the window and everything because these two teams will go at each other. It should be an interesting matchup. You got Ed Carter for Owensboro Catholic. Uh, you got Stuart Curry uh, for uh, Davis County. And then Marshall Griffin, I think he he's the guy who sets it apart. Who's going to guard Marshall Griffin if you're if you're Owensboro Catholic? Yeah, I think uh, we've talked about Cam O'Brien being out. I think that's another way they're going to miss him is he's probably the guy that's uh, guarded Marsh the whole time coming up throughout the city here. So uh, Mr. Clark isn't here, so I'll go ahead and make his make predictions this yeah. week. Give me Davis County. Who you got? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, Davis County as well. I just think that right now they're they're firing on all cylinders. Catholics still struggling to find their way. But like I say, don't sleep on this game because, 
you know, if, if Davis County comes out maybe with a chip on their shoulder, they've had a lot of time off. You know, that's one thing you could look at as maybe an X factor in this game is Davis County's had a week off. And they may, maybe that means they're well-rested and they come out and look really good. Maybe that means they're a little rusty because Catholic's just coming off four or five, you know, games in four days. So uh, the Aces are have their legs under them a little bit more. So we'll see. I, I'm really looking to see what Ed Carter does in this game. And uh, I want to see him because in the game versus Apollo and the game versus Owensboro, he showed out as maybe the best player in those games. I'm not saying he's better than the. I'm not saying he's better than Holman or Eli Wright, but in those games, he played. He showed better. So is he going to do that again tonight versus Davis County? I think Davis County will get the win, but I think the way that Catholic would win is if uh, Ed Carter, the block doctor, can get inside the paint and affect Marshall Griffith driving to the hole and make him a jump shooter. That's right, and we saw that OHS and uh, Davis County. That kind of turn the game a little bit in OHS's favor. So we'll see. A lot of good factors. This is a really good game. Anytime you get into ninth district basketball, you're going to get uh, some great action. And I guess we'll get to the main event of the evening. It's the Owensboro Red Devils traveling to Apollo High School tonight where they'll take on the Apollo Eagles. And this is a game we look forward to really since last probably March, to be honest. As soon as basketball season ended, we started talking about it. Since uh, it didn't happen in district, that's when we started looking for it. Right. And, uh, <laughs> thanks for the reminder. But, uh, yeah, Apollo is struggling right now, just to be flat honest with you. I, I don't see a team that's really playing together. Uh, I think even Coach Sargent was on Twitter talking about, how you know, you know, I'm not seeing teammates cheering for teammates. I don't know what's going on. But the bottom line is they're struggling to find their way and OHS is finding their way. I mean, they're, they're playing some really good basketball. I think, realistically, though, you almost have to throw it all out the window when it comes to this game. We saw last year in, the, in both the matchups with these teams, I know Apollo's without Sam Sargent. Other than that, it's pretty much the same teams really going head-to-head here. Um, you throw in Moss in the mix for uh, uh, for Apollo instead of Sargent. And, and where Owensboro lost, Jalen Kelly got Douglas, who's stepping up right, right off the bench. That's a big loss, and that is, that is a little bit of a loss for OHS. And I don't know, we don't we don't have an injury update on Jacoby. I know he's, uh, reports were he was on crutches up in El Dorado. He got thrown from his horse maybe or something. <laughs> nice <laughs> reference. <laughs> I think maybe, maybe he'll be back tonight. I'm not sure. Even if he's not, Airball will be there for OHS. So not a, you know, not a huge step down in any, any way, shape, or form because Airball is a senior. He's a leader. He knows how to get it done. So – uh, a lot of factors playing. I think you got to throw prior games out the window when you look at these two teams. Last year, OHS used the last second shot to beat Apollo at OHS, and at Apollo, Apollo won I think four or five points. Never really got within, you know, never got it with out of the range of six. So when these two lock, these two teams lock up. You normally get a classic, and I'm hoping for the same tonight. I, I really, really am because Apollo has shown uh, they, they've let games get away from them. Is what it is, and they they'll play teams point for point, and then there's just a little lull of six minutes where they just lose their composure, they lose their focus, and they just get points poured on them, and that, that pretty much is the ball game. That, that's been the case in most all the games that I've seen from them where they've lost this year. I think the thing that for Apollo, the most important thing tonight is Caleb Coombs staying out of foul trouble because that guy's going to have to deal with the Twin Towers. He, I mean, he'll probably start off on one, and then once one of those guys – Start heating up or cooling down. They'll put him on the guy that they need to. They need to use him. Use his size on. And Caleb, like we say, I mean, he's he's super aggressive out there. And you uh, call him Jaws for a reason. That's, that's right. And if if there's refs out there not letting him play like that, it's going to be a long day for Apollo because they don't have the size to match up otherwise. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And they don't have a lot of depth as far as big men go. I think the 
the, to me, what I'm looking at is Apollo guy coming out of the gate. Are we going to zone Owensboro? I mean, because I don't know how you're you're going to stop the big man inside. I, if they play man to man, I expect Eli to guard Holman. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Last year, Eli went man to man with Holman and did fairly well with him. And I worry about that too because you don't, you don't need Eli Wright in foul trouble if you're Apollo and putting him on Holman is a quick way to get him in, in foul trouble. I haven't seen Apollo run zone all year, so I, it's puzzling to say the least. But I mean, I, I'll see. Maybe you know. Some coaches don't like to show anything. I, I watched an entire season of Apollo basketball with Tony Hopper where they didn't play a man-to-man defense all year, and they get to the tournament and they play man-to-man defense. So some coaches just don't like to show what they what they really want to do in these early games. So If I'm Apollo, what I'd want to do, knowing that uh, Jacoby Harris, if he, in fact, doesn't play, if he's out, and knowing that the guy they got running the point now has just been on a state title run with a broken arm in football up until the last – four weeks or so i'd probably go a lot of defensive press like we've seen in the summer league action i think that could work out really well to apollo's benefit yeah i've been waiting to see that i know i know coach barker likes to do that to speed the tempo up because apollo is a different team when they're running i mean if you get them if you can put apollo slow the pace down and put apollo in half court sets they're not going to be successful the way apollo is successful is they get stops they get transition buckets with eli Wright and company and that's how Apollo is successful. That's the blueprint for Apollo tonight. Is just, and Owensboro struggled against that last year. That was their downfall. Yes, I mean, I think they could struggle with it again. But the problem, the problem with that is getting stops. I mean, and you got Holman and you got Miller. Those are two guys that don't allow stops very often. I mean, the fact of the matter is they can score. And Miller gets the ball on the block, it's lights out. I mean, you can almost guarantee it's two points. And I'm really wanting to see if Apollo plays on. I think if Apollo comes out and plays man-to-man, they just they won't have the horses. I think this game could get out of hand. I'll take OHS in this game, and I'll take them big. I think they win this game by 20-plus points. I'll go Owensboro as well, but I'm not seeing a blowout. I think these these rivalry games, it's like it's like division games in football. Like you see teams that were blown out one week and come back and play a team in their division that you would think would blow them out as well, and they ended up either winning the game or only losing by three. So give me Owensboro by Darren Morrow three. Yeah, that would not shock me. That would really that would really just be par for the course. I mean, any time these two teams hook up, Darian Morrow seems to hit a big shot. So, and he is our reigning Hellboy of the week. So let's see let's see if he can make us look smart. Uh, I really I really think this game's got all the the makings. I hope that it's it's still a Christmas break for these schools. I really want to see the gym rocking. I, I hope it doesn't take away from the atmosphere. I hate that this game is is still during Christmas break. So I kind of think it kind of takes a little bit away from people are still uh, letting their Christmas dinner settle at this point. But uh, great games around town are all weekend long. Get out and support uh, some high school basketball. I, I said it to I'm blue in the face. Kids with this much talent do not come through this area very often. And you're going to have ridiculous amounts of Division One players on the court between uh, the district games tonight and then the games at Muhlenberg County tonight and tomorrow. So get out and watch some high school basketball. There's two players competing at Apollo's gym that Rick Pitino will go watch if he has the opportunity. So what's your excuse not to? That's right. And pretty soon there could be three. So, I mean, it's just it's almost ridiculous. And then you got the you got the kid coming in from Not Central who's going to Vandy. I mean, there's just ridiculous amounts of talent around here. So get out and watch some high school basketball this weekend. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Remind you, you can go to www.thehomers1027.com for exclusive podcasts, daily news, picks, videos, and more. Follow at the Homers1027 on Twitter and Instagram for picks, courtesy of Greater Owensboro Realty. Find us on Facebook, The Homers Show. If you'd like to sponsor The Homers Show for as low as $25 a week, you need to call at 270-315-4242. Go real estate. <laughs>